Hi there and welcome to Simply Rejoice. My name is Rejoice and this is the first ever Simply Rejoice podcast that I'm doing and I'm so excited to be doing this podcast and I feel like that's a phrase that almost every content creator says they're always like I am so excited but like legit like I'm very very excited to to do this podcast and so typically I make YouTube videos um on a channel called Simply Rejoice like this um and this is I want to say this is the podcast version of that but it's not 100% so it isn't isn't okay I need to explain that. I feel like I've just said some words. <laughs> so basically I created this podcast because I wanted to have a little bit more, um, kind of like unfiltered and like, um, like, I don't know, candid and like that type of like conversations, but, um, about, you know, Christian life and like lifestyle and all that kind of stuff, like as a young adult. Um, but also like particularly looking a bit more deeper into certain, like, I guess, issues, things that we might face in life um, and how we can overcome them with the word of God. Um, so on my YouTube videos, I like to kind of like do a bit more cut, cut, edit kind of stuff, um, like your typical YouTube videos type of things. Um, but this, like in the podcast, it's just, my heart is just to be a little bit more chill with it really. Um, and hopefully to bring on some other people like my friends, um, and you know, whoever else wants to come on really, um, to have like conversations, like deeper conversations about various aspects of like life, um, as a young adult, um, and how we can like overcome them with the word of God or how we can seek God in it or, you know, I guess our journey. So in this, I want to share a lot of my journey, um, which is a little bit personal and I'm so ready to do it because I feel like, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible actually that says that, um, uh, they were overcome by the power of the testimony or something like that. And, um, I just feel like testimonies are so powerful. And when we share our own or when we hear other people's, we can get so encouraged by them. And so I just want to hear and to share so many testimonies in and through this, which will be so super good, exciting. And as well that coupled with the juice of, you know, God's word and the Bible, it's all just like this massive little like pancake heaven goodness, kind of like sweet bubble. And um, that I'm hoping that we can kind of create in this little podcast space over here. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for choosing to click on this. Um, and this first of a to- podcast topic today, we're going to be talking about how we can live a more spirit-filled life, which is going to be awesome. But before I do that, um, I just want to quickly just say, you might be watching this or you might be listening to this on like YouTube or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever other, you know, podcast platforms there are out there, Anchor FM, Podbean, whatever. Um, I just wanted to say that this is available on all of those different pod, um, platforms, podcast platforms, and on YouTube. There's a video version on YouTube if you're listening to the audio only or if you're tuning in from my website. And um, so however it is that you prefer to like, you know, listen and consume this kind of stuff, like listen to these conversations, whether you prefer to actually watch a video version of it, or if you prefer to kind of let's put it in the background while you're cleaning your house or while you're driving, it's available everywhere. So you should be able to 
tune in and listen to anything anywhere. And if it's not available somewhere, then I've clearly done something wrong. So feel free to like at me, you know, shout at me, hey, rejoice, uh, you said it's available everywhere, it's not available here. And I'll take full responsibility of trying to fix myself and fix my life, sort it out and get it available on whatever platform it is um, <laughs> where it's missing, apparently. Um, so yeah, so just wanted to shout that out real quick. Um, and that being said, like, let's just, you know, straight away, like just hop into talking about today's um, topic of living a spirit-filled life. Yes. So, okay. Um, right now, as I'm speaking, it is January 2022. So it's beginning of the year, essentially. And even though it's a few weeks into the year already, um, it, it might be, you know, around the time that you're kind of like, maybe you're into your New Year's resolutions or is it, no, is it, yeah, New Year's resolutions. I get resolutions and revelations sometimes, just those two words, like, I mix them up, you know, hashtag dyslexia. But anyway, um, you might be like into your New Year's resolutions already, or maybe you are like uh, not into New Year's resolutions at all. Like that's not a thing you subscribe to. But um, if you are a believer, if you are a Christian, then I hope and from what I, you know, heard from most Christians and see from most Christians, we tend to always have this continuous goal of wanting to, you know, either seek God more, spend more time with God, grow in our faith and live a more, I guess, spirit-filled life, that type of thing. Like those areas tend to be, you know, one of our goals that we carry. Like I want to go deeper in my faith or something. And so like, you know, whatever stage you are at in faith, whether you're like, you know, new to faith, whether you're um, been walking with Christ for a really long time and you consider yourself to be a mature a mature uh, believer um you know you love the word and quite familiar with it like whatever stage it is that you're at and um, this is a goal that's pretty much like almost every Christian has you know this goal and we will always have this goal because if if you know anything if you have been like following God for a while you probably know that no matter how long it is that you've been following God you always always feel like you don't know that much and always feel like there's still so much more for us to learn because there is. And, you know, in this world, we will never come to full, to full knowledge of everything in the word. There will always be something for us to learn and some more new, you know, new revelations that God can give us at every stage of our life because God is an awesome God and he's just so fantastic and his mind is brilliant and his ways and his thoughts are higher than our ways and our thoughts. And um, and I personally feel like that's just what makes life what makes life exciting. It's just the fact that there is so much more that we can like walk with God in and learn from God and just enjoy with Him and do life with Him. And I, I freaking love it. And um, I believe like if you are a believer too, you must love it. And if you are a believer but you don't quite love it, then hey, we are gonna make you love it as we keep talking about all sorts of random stuff, because I get very excited about the word and I feel like you can get excited about it too, or you are excited about it already and we can just share in this excitement. Um, and yeah, and just, just love and grow together really in all of it. So when it comes to then living like a spirit-filled life or like when we say, oh, I wanna live a more spirit-filled life, there's actually a scripture in um, Ephesians 5, 18. Um, I'm not gonna read the whole scripture, but towards the end of us, 
of that scripture, it says that we should be filled with the Holy Spirit. And it's kind of referring to this idea of like being filled with the Holy Spirit and living from a place of being filled with the Holy Spirit continuously. And so, and just in case if you might not know already, so as a born again believer, if you've received Jesus into your life, you've said God is good. God is amazing. I love him. I want to do life with him. And you know, all of that, that comes with it. Then and you know, Jesus is in your heart. And if you've also received the Holy Spirit, um, I'll, I can, you know, deep dive into that one day, those two processes or that, that whole thing there. If you've also received the Holy Spirit, basically, and um, then you have, you know, the Holy Spirit indwelling in your heart, in your life. And so you're filled with the Holy Spirit, but this is also a continuous process that we continue to do in the same way, like it, with that Ephesians 5.18 scripture, it's actually referring like the beginning bit is saying, do not be like, don't get drunk on wine or like don't get drunk on alcohol. Because, you know, when you drink alcohol um, you, you know, people get drunk, right? You feel like intoxicated. Um, and this scripture says, do not get drunk with alcohol, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so it's saying, in a sense, it's kind of like comparing and referring, like instead of being like drunk of alcohol, you should be like, you know, drunk of the spirit in a sense. I know some people are going to have some issues with what I just said there. I'm not trying to say, you know, get drunk. And I'm just trying to say, you know, just, you know, have a lot of spirit. That's what I'm trying to say. Like be filled with the spirit. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, so you should be, you know, filled with the spirit and, you know, when you're drinking alcohol, right. Um, or if you do, or when you see someone who does drink alcohol and um, they drink, they get drunk. Right. But it's not like they've just drank once and then suddenly they're drunk and they just stay drunk forever. Like, no, like they, the only way for them to stay drunk is for them to continue drinking. So in that sense, in that same way, even though we're saying you should not do that. Okay. Let's just clarify. You should not do that. But in that same way, we're filled with the spirit. We have the Holy Spirit living in us as born again, Christians, as um, children of God, but we should continuously also be filled with the Holy Spirit every day, all the time in life. Like it's just a continuous drinking of it, drinking of it, drinking of it, taking in. Um, And so living a spirit-filled life is essentially a life where you're continuously drinking and being filled with the Holy Spirit, not alcohol, where you're continuously drinking and being filled with the living water, with the Holy Spirit, with the word, with God, with his, you know, all of that good stuff that comes. And, and so in, in there's different ways that, you know, we might think about what it means or what it looks like to live a spirit-filled life. Like you could say, for example, um, it's in your actions, the way that you behave, how you treat others. And so within that and your, within how you want to grow in your faith or how you want to live a more spirit-filled life, um, you might be saying, I want to um, treat others better. You know, I want to have better actions in general. It could be in your mentality. So like in the way that you're thinking, you're saying maybe, you want to be um, a bit more Christ-like in your thinking. For example, like um, if we're talking about like the fruits of the spirit in uh, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, I hope that is right. Um, you know, kindness, patience. Um, uh, okay, I have gone blank on the fruits of the spirit, but I'm going to say ki- kindness and patience <laughs> and all of that. Go look it up for the rest of it. So you might be saying that you want to like, you know, exhibit more of those things in your life, like in, in the way that you're, you're doing things in the way that you process in the way that you behave. Um, or maybe it could be, um, you're saying like in, you know, growing in your faith or living a more spiritual life, uh, your goal or your hope is that you will know and follow God's will for you more, or you will know more 
more of the right things to do and you know the right actions and so on to take how to make good decisions um, and that topic of like following God's will is a huge topic and I feel like it's one of those that's always being discussed it's always hot everybody or most Christians are always very you know eager to know what is God's will for my life um, and I've, I've done a video on it in the past but I actually I feel like over the years um God is kind of like built upon like my my revelation that I had of it um and so yeah so uh one day I'll probably talk about that a bit more and dive into you know following God's will and um knowing God's will for your life and everything although I will mention a little bit in this episode as well about that in relation to living a spirit-filled life which is good um but yeah, to continue, um, there's a scripture in Romans. So I Romans 8. Um, so I actually recommend that you read the whole of Romans 8 verses 1 to 17. And um, because it, it talks about, I think the title of it, depending on which versions you live, you're looking at, it says living for the spirit. And I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here right now, isn't it? Like, you know, walking in faith living for the spirit and you're living from that place of being filled with the Holy Spirit and so on. But I particularly want to highlight um, verse five in that. And this is from the ESV. So that's the English standard version. And it says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on things of the spirit. So whatever translation you're reading in, it might use some different words, some different words there. So some of the translations say, um, call it flesh. Some translation call it sinful nature. And it's all kind of the same thing. In fact, I feel like when we put some of these different translations together, it helps to build a picture. So I, that's why I, I suggest, and I, I like to say, like, I highly, highly encourage you to read multiple translations of the Bible, particularly if there is one verse that you're sticking out to you and you really want to like dive into it, look at different translations and see what they're all saying, because in all of them, like it helps to kind of like build this picture and build this understanding. And also if you want to take it a step further and you want to look into like the Greek or the Hebrew, um, of like specific words in that scripture, that also helps just build the juice and all of that in. Um, by the way, I did a video um, on how you can deepen your Bible study. So if that's something that you want to check out, I'll try and put that in the podcast notes um, in the description. Um, or if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll put that down below as well. Um, but yeah, coming back to the scripture. So it says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, set their minds on things of the spirit. So in the scripture, we can see that if you want to live a spirit-filled life, then you need to um, ha- you need to change the way that you're thinking. So you need to be in a place so that your mind is set on the things of the spirit. And this process of changing the way that you're thinking so that your mind can be more, you know, set and focused on the things of the spirit is called renewing your mind. Okay. Renewing your mind, renewing your mind. It's a beautiful thing. It's a real beautiful thing. It might be something that you've you've come across in the past. Maybe you've heard of it, maybe at church, maybe you've seen it in some like YouTube videos or um some scriptures um uh, and that um but or maybe you do, maybe you don't understand completely what it is. But um I want to just kind of talk a little bit more about what that process is because it is so important and it's so key as we can see here for if we want to live a more spirit-filled life and have our minds more focused on things that are off the spirit so that's more focused on things that are off god instead of being focused on things that are 
of the sinful nature or of the flesh and you can pretty much call that like worldly things um so the two scriptures that i particularly want to like um or two two scriptures that i i wanted to highlight in terms of like renewing your mind so there's many scriptures that talk about it um but some of the scriptures include colossians 3 verses 10 and also romans 12 verses 2 i really like these scriptures romans 12 2 particularly is one of my favorite scriptures ever um and colossians 3 10 can i say it's becoming my favorite i don't know i was looking at it like a little bit more in detail the other day and i was like whoa I like this one. (laughs) I like this one. But anyway, Colossians 3.10, in the New Living Translation, so the NLT, it says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So that word there, it's saying, it's saying be renewed, right? So that's talking about renewing your mind. And in Romans 12, 2, um, I'm going to read from the New King James Version. So that's the NKJV. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that's talking about changing the way you're thinking. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? And I actually really like this scripture in the New Living Translation because it says, do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you. I love that. How awesome is that? Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I feel like it's just so clear. So changing the way you think that's what that renewing your mind is. And it says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. But, and so in these verses, we can clearly see that that process of renewing your mind and changing the way that you think is really, really important for changing our character. And in that Roman scripture, it also highlights, or yeah, it also highlights that it's important knowing God's will and understanding, you know, what he, what he wants for us and how to live and so on and so forth. Um, But in that Colossians scripture, it also says that through renewing your mind, you become more like him. So you become more Christ-like. And isn't that like all of our goals as Christians? Like we just want to become more like Jesus. So renewing our mind is clearly, clearly very, very important. And but what what we might not always or some of us might not always know is like, okay, we understand why we need to renew our mind. We understand that we should renew our mind, but we might not always know, or you might not know how to renew your mind or like what is the actual purpose of it? You know, we're born again Christians. Why do we need to renew our minds? What's the the purpose of it? And I feel like we can understand that and we can understand it so much better when we look at um, kind of like our built, like how we're built, Okay, so in First Thessalonians tw- uh, one, no five verses twenty three, it highlights the fact that we are spirit, soul, and body. And when we look at loads of scriptures, you will see there is mentioned of the body or the flesh. There's mentions of our soul, and there's mentions of our spirit. So we can see 
that um, in scriptures, like for example, in First Corinthians, can't remember the scripture, but in First Corinthians, we can see that we are now one spirit and we're one with, with God. Like Jesus lives in our heart. We're one with him. Okay. And then there's other scriptures that talk about the soul. Okay. Some of them are not coming to my mind at this moment in time, but they are definitely scriptures that talk about the soul. And then the scriptures, like the ones that we read um, in Romans that highlight the body. Okay. And, and when we understand the fact that we are, we are a spirit, we have a soul and we live in a body, then I feel like we can understand and know why it's important for us to renew our minds. And one great example I like to look at when explaining this or when thinking about this is the example of when you get baptized. So if you're baptized, you would know that the moment that you get baptized, you like, you know, you suck in water, you come out, you have this amazing like emotional experience and just liberating and just, oh, God is good. Like the testimony you've just shared about why you want to be baptized is just awesome. Everything is just raving and it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's just a beautiful thing, right? But the day after you're baptized, you might not feel completely different. You might still be thinking the same kind of thoughts that you had. You might still, you know, in a way, desire things that you desired in the past. And the way that your brain is structured, your conscious and everything might still kind of seem the same. It's like it hasn't changed. And so by process of elimination, we can see that when we, when we get baptized, for example, our bodies don't change, right? Okay. So it still looks the same. Everything still kind of looks the same. You know, I haven't changed. I haven't lost weight. I haven't gained weight. Like it's the same. The way that I think, which is our soul, our soul is made out of like our mind, our thoughts, our subconscious. Um, it's got a bit connection to our heart there, but kind of like your five senses, all of that is in your soul. Our soul hasn't changed because it's still kind of the same. And so the thing that has changed then is our spirit. And we can see that because, you know, when we read the Bible and we kind of learn about the whole process of like giving your life to the Lord and what that means and the change that takes place, we can see it's a spiritual change that takes place. So when Jesus and when God looks, when God looks at us, you know, cause we can see like, you know, the word talks about how like now when God looks at us, he sees perfect person. He sees perfect, right? He sees good. He sees guiltless. He sees clean, sparkling clean. And it's not that he looks at us and our thoughts and says like, oh yeah, that's perfect. No, no. It's that he now, because now we have his spirit living inside of us in our spirit. That's one with him. We have Jesus spirit. So when God looks at us, he sees spirit. He sees our spirit. And there's a, you know, there's a verse that talks about how now we worship God in spirit and in truth. So the way that we communicate God, communicate with God, the way that we, we deal with God, the way that God sees us and everything is spirit to spirit. And that's why he can see the fact that we are guiltless. That's why he can see the fact that we're sparkling clean because when God looks at us, he sees our spirit. He doesn't see like all the thoughts and everything else, but he sees our spirit. And because of what Jesus did and Jesus has sacrificed for us, we are now pure in the sight of God because of Jesus, because God sees Jesus's pureness and his sacrifice in our spirit. And so our spirit's changed, but the rest of us hasn't. Our soul is still the same. Our thoughts, our emotions, our stuff like that, you know, what we sense is still the same. And the way we look is still the same. And we know that, you know, when we die and go to heaven or when Jesus comes down and, and everything and uh, uh, he, 
what's oh, how have I forgotten this? How have I forgotten this? When Jesus comes for a second time, that's it. We'll receive a brand new body, whichever one happens first, but we'll receive this brand new body. And so our body will change, right? That's when, that's when everything will change in terms of our body. But now in our like soul, in our way that we think, in our emotions and all of that, that is what the Bible is talking about when it says we need to renew our mind. It's talking about that there is what needs to change. And when that is changing, like, you know, in the Romans verse, it's, what did it say? It said, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So when the way we think is changed, is changing, that's how we are transformed into a new person. That's how, as we change the way we think and learn to have our minds more set on things of the spirit, that is when we ourselves in like our mind and everything and our actions, our behavior will be changing as a person. And so whenever you think of, I want to, you know, deepen my faith or I want to like, um, become more like Christ. I want to live a more spiritual life. All of those types of goals in order to be able to live that out more this is what you need. You need this mind renewal. You need this change in the way that you think you need the soul part of you to be changed. And it's the soul part of us that needs to be changed to become more and to think more like the spirit part of us, the spirit part of us, the Jesus that lives in us, that's in us, in our spirit and how he thinks, how he behaves, how he operates, all of that. And now the good and awesome thing is, that when we do give our lives to the Lord and we welcome Jesus into our heart, there is suddenly this like desire and this like will in a way that's birthed in us now. So things of God that we didn't used to crave before and that we didn't used to care about before, we now care about, okay? And that's our spirit that is coming alive. It's now being, you know, awakened, it's it's alive and it's ready to live for God and it's ready to just have a party with the Lord, right? And so... One way that I like to identify this is sometimes like I'll be chilling, doing whatever, doing something completely unnecessary. But in me, I just really like, I want to to read the Bible. I want a Bible study. I just want to, I have this desire to just know God more. And even just what we're talking about, all of this, like the fact that you, you have a goal to, to live a more spirit filled life or to become more like Christ or to seek him more. That desire that you have there is part of what had been, what has been awakened and like rebirthed by God, the Holy Spirit in your spirit. That desire there is from God and it is your spirit. That's like saying, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to grow in the Lord. I want to like have more of him and all that. And you know, all the joy that comes with it. And, and so that's one awesome way that we can recognize that we have the spirit of God, because if we don't have the spirit of God, we can literally not desire those things. Like it is, it's the Holy spirit that pulls us forward and that pushes us and, you know, entices us towards God. But you can only experience that if you have the Holy spirit or if the Holy spirit is witnessing to you in this moment. And I feel like that's an amazing, like just testimony and thing to think about because then it means that if you do have that desire, you have God, you have the Lord, right? You have Jesus in your heart or you have the Holy Spirit like witnessing to you in that moment, which is like, yes, it's like an amazing confirmation of like, 
I'm, I'm doing good. Like I'm heading in the right direction. I have the Lord, which is great. And so we should then like be responding to that by, you know, by renewing our minds and so that we can live for him more so that we can learn to not just have that desire in our spirit, but we can also bring that into like the way we're thinking, which will bring it out into the way that we act and the way that we live our lives. Um, and continuing on then, um, like I said, we need to renew our mind. And so those scriptures that I read from Colossians and Romans, right? Um, they talk about this renewal of our mind and they say, and what they're referring to is in fact, especially the Colossians 3.10 verse, it says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator. Okay. So renewing our mind and that process of being renewed our mind, that happens as we get to know God, as we get to know him more and more and more. And that word know our creator or know God in, in the Colossians scripture. And in Greek, that code word in Strong's Concordance, if you want to look that up, because that's how my brain works. Sometimes these Greek words, they get me, but I can sort of like ish remember like the Greek Strong's concordance were like the number that's been assigned to it in order to look it up and understand it more. And, um, but yeah, so in the strong concordance that, that word no is G1922 for, if you want to look it up, but the Greek, the Greek pronunciation, the Greek word is epignosis, epignosis. I might have butchered the way I pronounced that. Pardon me. Sorry to all those people that speak Greek out there. I do not. Okay, but I'm trying to, to say this word, not completely to speak Greek, but say this word. <laughs> so epignosis, right? And that word, um, whenever it's used in the Bible, the meaning of it, it means precise and correct. And it's talking about precise and correct knowledge of God. So this is knowing exactly who God is. This is not just like general knowledge of like, oh yeah, God is a good God. He's a loving God. He's your faithful God. Those things are all true. But it's being able to say, oh yes, here in the Bible, in this scripture, it says God is a good God because da, 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 da. so therefore God is a good God because you can see it written in his word, not just, oh yeah, God is a good God. That song said that God is a good God. He's a good, good father. He's a good, good father. You need to know, like be able to like know in the word and see in the word and know like this is written, da, da, da. God is a good God because da, da, da. That's why God is a good God and know, like actually have concrete knowledge of it. Um, and this, like this knowing God, this knowing God is, is kind of like, it's the same thing in the same way as you like, you know, like knowing him as a person, like, you know, your family or, you know, your friend, like, you know, them as a person so much that like, if someone else says something about them, you'd be able to spot whether they're right or wrong because you know, this person so well that you're like, hang on a minute. They don't say that. They don't speak like that. That's not something they say. That's not something they believe. Like, that's not them. Like, you're lying. Like, that's not it. That's not it. Because you know that person. Or maybe you might be able to spot like, oh yeah, like that's, that is true. Yeah, that's what they said. Cause they said that the other day. So yeah, that's true. That's correct. So it's knowing God, like, you know, like as a person, as you know, like your family and as you know, your friend. So not general knowledge, not like just general knowledge of God, but like precisely knowing and correctly knowing exactly who God is like through his word. And I like to kind of, you know, talk about this whole, um, it, to look at this in a way of like secondary knowledge. So it's not talking about secondary knowledge of God either, right? Secondary knowledge is great, 
but primary knowledge of God is even better. Let me explain what secondary and primary knowledge is <laughs> and what I mean by this. I don't know if this is a, fra- a phrase that I've kind of like come up with in terms of like in, in the context of knowing God, um, but let's work with it. Let's work with it. So I see secondary knowledge of God as say me, okay, my name is Rejoice. I have a friend called Meg and I have a friend called Addie, right? So if I want to get to know Addie, secondary knowledge of getting to know Addie is me talking to Meg and getting to learn from Meg about who Addie is and what Addie is like, right? And through me listening to Meg, I'm like, oh, that's what Addie's like. Okay, okay, I see. So that's what Addie likes to eat. That's what she thinks. That's what she believes. That's her heart. Da, 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 da. To me, that that well, that is secondary knowledge. So I'm getting to learn about Addie from Meg. But the best thing for me to do would be for me to go to Addie and learn directly from Addie who Addie is and get to know Addie for myself not to get to know Addie through Meg. And I can't, there's nothing wrong with me getting to know Addie through Meg, but I should not substitute that for me getting to know Addie from Addie, straight from Addie. And what I'm talking about here is, if you are learning about God solely from what you hear at like church, or from like maybe your life groups, your small groups, or from stuff like this, podcasts, videos, YouTube videos, anything like that. That is all secondary knowledge. Like that, it's what I consider secondary knowledge of God. So you're getting to know about God through these people, which is good and it's great and it's helpful. And God uses that, you know, he can use that Caesar being sown, but the you should not substitute that for the best thing possible and the best situation, the best thing that you should do, which is getting to know about God straight from God himself, which is his word, sitting down with the Bible, learning how to read the Bible, learning how to understand the Bible, maybe using some commentaries and so on to help you to understand what you're reading, reading different translations in order to actually build your understanding of it. And I'm talking about in small doses. Like I don't mean sit down, try and read the whole Bible in a month. Like, no, like, It is so valuable what you can get from just meditating on one scripture, one scripture only. If you just focus in on one scripture or one passage for like a week and you're just praying, seeking God, reading that, learning about that through like different explanation, different translations, asking the Holy Spirit to open up your eyes and your ears, your understanding, you can get so much what I call juice. You can get so much juice from the word just by meditating on like a small chunk like that. That's what I'm talking about. God can really show you some awesome things in your life because his word is alive and it's active and it's sharper than a two-edged sword that pierces straight through the soul and spirit. Like he, his word is amazing and it can just speak to you and it just does such good things to you. But I feel like I'm getting a bit off track here. (laughs) And, And what I'm trying to say is like, it's so much better. Like we need to learn who God is. We need to get learn that precise and correct knowledge of God, about God, straight from his word, straight from him, because his word is him. Like God is his word, you know, God is his word. His word is God. Like, and even in John one, it talks about like, and um, yeah, John chapter one, it talks about Jesus, like Jesus, like before time, like Jesus is the word and Jesus is the word that became flesh. So like we, we shouldn't be just relying on like listening to 
to, you know, secondary information to like podcasts and preach messages and church services and all of that to know about God and to learn about God. Like, I feel like that can actually, and what I've seen in people who kind of just do that is I feel like it limits their experience of faith in a way, because when it comes to some situations and, and certain concepts in life, like they might not, you know, understand too much of how to approach it from a Christian perspective, how to approach it from like um, a godly perspective, how to look at it in a godly way, because they haven't gone to God to learn from God directly and see in his word, what his word says, and to understand the fullness of God's heart towards them in that situation or about the situation. I hope that you're, I really, really hope that you're grasping what, what I'm saying here. It's so important to spend time in the Bible and to get to know God's word, like through his, like get to know God through his word and not just through preach messages and podcasts and YouTube videos and everything like social media, like all of that is great and it will enhance and it will continue to build your faith, but you shouldn't rely solely on that. Go straight to God for it. Go straight to God for, for understanding these things. Um, and then like the last kind of thing I wanted to, to, to kind of highlight and talk about this, um, like living a spirit-filled life and all of this then and renewing your mind is is the aspect of following God's will. Because that's a huge question that we all have, isn't it? Like I want to know God's will for my life and I want to follow God's will. And in that Roman scripture, like going back to that again, Romans 12, 2, um, where it was saying, do not copy the behavior and the custom of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. It then continues to say, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing and perfect. And I actually love the way that that scripture is structured because it's saying like, don't follow what the world is doing. Let God change it, like transform you, like let God change the way that you think, which is through, you know, reading the, reading the word and getting to know God for himself. And then it's saying, as you do that, then like, if you do that, if you renew your mind to his word, it's a continuous process, by the way, it happens for the rest of our life. So don't feel like it's an end goal. Like you, you will continuously be doing, the, be doing it. But when you're doing that, and as you do that, then you will learn to know, you will know God's will for you. Basically, you will know like what God wills for you to do. And the amazing thing about this, and the thing is, okay, God's will equals God's word. What God wills for you and what God wants you to do and everything is in his word. He wants you to live out his word. He wants what he says in the word to be for you, like God's promises and all of those amazing things, how we can approach different areas of our life, how we can treat different areas of our life. He talks about all of that in his word. And that's God's will for you. I mean, there's deeper senses and other stuff in terms of like going to like prophecy and careers, jobs, that kind of thing. But the baseline and the most baseline of following God's will is following and living out his word. Like in a way, no, not in a way. Like some scriptures talk about obeying his word, obeying the Lord, following the God, following the God, following God in that way, obeying him, listening to him, following him and all of that. And the amazing thing, and I feel like oh, one way that I've, I view this, one revelation that I kind of received as I was meditating um, on this scripture, on Romans 12, 2, and following God's will and knowing God's will and all of that is, as you are renewing your mind, so renewing your mind is you spend time with God in his word and you're getting to know more and more of, of, of God's word, which means that the way you think is changing. Um, in fact, let me, you know, give a quick example of that and let me give an illustration of what that looks like that might be really helpful. So think of it in this way. 
right? When you go to school or when you start a school or university, at the beginning of the academic year, you started a subject, right? Right at the beginning, you didn't know anything about that subject or you have very limited knowledge about that subject. But by the end of the academic year, the end of the course, you now know that subject because you've been studying it, you've been learning it and everything. And so now the way you think is a little bit different because when you think about the subject, you're not thinking about it in a limited way, right? You're not thinking about just one plus one equals two, if it was maths. Now you're thinking about um, Pythagoras theorem. You're thinking about um, all of these different, you know, uh, trigonometry, differentiation, integrate, because you've now expanded your knowledge and your knowing of the subject. So you can think about it and you can act and apply it in a broader way, in a broader sense. You can look at all sorts of exercises and questions and actually answer them because you know them now. You've been studying it by the end of the year. It's, and sometimes it can change the way that you view life. So especially if you if you study courses like psychology, sociology, politics, um, any of these isms, you know, any courses that talk about these isms, um, you know what I mean? Um, and all these different types of theories, philosophy, theology, by the end of the course or the end of the academic year, literally you now see life, you see society and you see these areas of life through the lens of the course that you've just been studying. You can see, oh yeah, this is how that theory is in action. And especially like, you know, stuff like psychology and assessing human behavior, you can see like, oh yes, like that behavior is because of this and that and the other. And it literally, it changes the way that you view people and changes the way that you view life, right? And in that same way, this is what renewing your mind, your mind is being renewed to that course, right? Your mind is being renewed to that course. And so in the same way, when we're talking about, we need to renew our mind when it comes to the word of God, our, like, as we read the word of God more and we spend more time with God and we ask the Holy Spirit to open our eyes, to give us understanding, to give us revelations, we, you know, look into it and meditate on it in these different ways, the way we think and is going to change, which means the way we view life and we view these situations is going to change now. It's all different. It's all different. And so now the more time you spend with the word, because now you're thinking about more of the things of the word, the like whenever you're with people, whenever you're in situations and whenever like something pops up in your life, you can quickly, you can see and have an understanding of like how God kind of looks at the situation based off what you've kind of been learning in the word. And you can know like, oh, okay, yeah, God's heart is love. You see a person, you'd be like, God's heart is love. God's heart is, you know, you know, wanting the best for that person, regardless of like what it might cost me. It's, you know, not being selfish. It's all of these things. And you, do, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like the way that you're viewing life and the way that you see everything is now different because your mind is being more and more renewed to the word of God. And so coming back to this, this topic of like God's will and following God's will, right? So the more like our mind is being changed and our mind is being renewed and is renewed by the word of God, as we approach different situations in our life, um, whether that be financial situations, for example, um, maybe it might be something to do with like your job, your career or studies. It might be something to do with your family, maybe your friendship groups. Um, it might be something to do in the area of like healing, your health, your mental health, anything like that. Now, as your mind is renewed by the word of God more and more and more, when you approach these situations, 
it's like you'll be able to see and and have a better understanding of how God views it. If you're if you're you know struggling with sickness and and your health, you'll be able to have you know you actually know from the word that like God wills for me to be healed healed like God like we look at Jesus and the miracles that Jesus did. There wasn't a single person Jesus came across that he did not you know heal, and that the power of God did not heal that Jesus did not heal. You know what I mean? So why and if it's the same God then and the same God now, in our situations and if healing is something that you you know are wanting and, you know, desiring for in, in your situation, in your heart. Why would God withhold his power from that? But that's something in a revelation and understanding and a real confidence that comes and you get as you renew your mind and as you get to know God's word more, because now you know it from God's word. Do you know what I mean? You don't know it from a blog post that you read online. And I'm not knocking the blog post that you read online, but I'm saying it's best and it's better to, to when you read that blog post, to to take the scriptures that it's looking at and to go look it up for yourself and to have like, to get your real understanding from the word so that you can actually build that concrete foundation of the word in these different situations of your life. And so I believe and that that's one way that God can like direct his, like his will for you in a sense. Like I cannot name new, like there's been so, so many times in my life, like literally so many times in my life where, um, something's happened or whatnot. And it's like the Holy Spirit is just bringing to my remembrance, which talks about in John 14, I think it's John 14, John 14, 16, I want to say, I don't know if that's right or not, go check it. (laughs) But the Holy Spirit is just bringing to my remembrance different scriptures that just apply to this thing. And like that, just reminding me of like different things that he says about this or different situations, different like, um, uh, stories, like passages from the Bible of people who've been through similar things or people who've, you know, experienced something that's kind of ish, almost like what I've experienced and how God helped them in that situation, how they, how they sought God in that situation. And he, he just brings this kind of stuff to my memory, or I might see it and recognize, or people might, you know, speak to me, give me words about it. Um, And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that from, from what I was reading. And it just builds this faith in me and this confidence of like, and kind of like pushes me forward. And like, I have like an idea and a bit more of a knowledge of, of what I should do, of what direction I should head in. And that's how God's word. And when you're being renewed to God's word can guide you forward because you will know his word. And so you will know more and more how to make decisions on certain things and how to approach different things. And I feel like there's so much more I can say in that and with that, because God's word is honestly just so precious and so perfect for just leading and guiding us forward in his will. And so as like, just to like kind of summarize everything and bring everything to like, to like a close again, like, oh my gosh, if your goal, sorry, I'm just excited because it's just beautiful. (laughs) It's just, it's just amazing, isn't it? Like God's just awesome, right? So if, if your goal and if you really desire to live a more spirit filled life this year, like you need to change the way you think you need your mind to be renewed. And that's something you you need your mind to be renewed so that you can focus more on the things of the spirit. So you can have your heart set on the things of the spirit and you need to renew your mind to the word of God. So you need to spend more time in God's word, getting to know God for himself, for yourself directly from his word. And like I said, like I've done a video on YouTube about how to, you know, study the Bible. So go check that out, but you don't have to look at my video, look at other, look up other ways to study the word and to get to know, to know, um, 
the Bible more and so on. And you can find your different, like I highly like recommend like journaling, like Bible study journaling, like that's helped me so much. That's how I actually fell in love with like the word of God for myself. And, and so like, I highly recommend doing that. And, and as you're doing it, as you're spending time with the word, like ask the Holy Spirit to teach you, to reveal things to you in his word, to open up your eyes and your ears, to learn and to understand. And, you know, this is scripture we, we talked about a lot at church and it's, um, you know, the one that says, uh, ask and you will receive, you know, seek and you'll find, knock and the door will be open to you. And, and, and with that, like, as you seek God, as you seek God and you ask him to reveal things to you, to give you understanding of his word, he will, because he really wants to. And he wants you, like, he gets excited at the fact that you want to know him more. He gets so excited at that, like so crazy excited, like angels dancing, kind of excited. Okay, maybe I've just said something that's not actually true. Angels dancing. I don't know if that's if that's right. But in my head, that's what I feel like. I just know like God gets excited about it, right? He gets excited when we want and desire to know him more. And so when you ask him, he will. He will show you. He will give he 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 will open up your eyes and he will lead you on this journey of like more and more understanding, revealing more of his heart and who he is to you. And so it's an amazing thing. It is an amazing thing. Um, and you're on an awesome journey already, already. And so if you've enjoyed this, if you've enjoyed this, like, you know, this conversation or this word or whatever, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Like, are you, have you, like, are you in the process of renewing your mind? What are your thoughts on that? What's your thoughts on like kind of stuff that I've mentioned? Or do you have any like other further encouragement, other further uh, scriptures, that kind of stuff to add to it? Um, if you do, like, please connect with me on either social media um, or like on YouTube. So like Instagram or YouTube, Instagram is just at Simply Rejoice. Send me a message, reach out to me, any anything, questions, comments, anything. Like I'd love to hear from you about like this and for us to just kind of like continue a dialogue around it. Um, if you're on YouTube, then please like, you know, comment below, like your thoughts on it. Like we can have a dialogue there. Like that would be awesome. Um, if you want to hear more of this kind of stuff, then definitely you can subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform it is that you're following. Um, and what I actually want to do is because I really thoroughly believe in, you know, how I was talking about secondary information and secondary messengers and whatnot. I believe it's so important that whenever you hear the word, there's actually, it talks about this in the Bible as well. I can't remember where, but it talks about this in the New Testament somewhere about a group of people who, when they heard the word, they would take the scriptures, they'll go home and they would look it up for themselves in order to like confirm and say like, oh yeah, what that person said was true, like in the context and everything. And so I highly believe in that. I think that's the most important thing ever. And so I'm going to put, um, and um, with every you know episode of podcast that I post, I'm I'm putting together the podcast notes essentially, and I'm putting that up on my website, which is www.simplyrejoice.co.uk, so that you can go take a look at that, look up at the notes, look at the scriptures that I've mentioned, and actually check it out for yourself. And like I encourage you to use that as a starting point to like then go deeper. So take those scriptures, go deeper into your Bible study and like look it up for yourself. Don't just take what I'm saying, like as, as Bible, as gospel. Like, I feel like I am speaking like, you know, good stuff <laughs> and I'm, um, you know, I'm doing my best to like share, you know, from the word, what I feel like God has like shown me, said to me that kind of stuff. Um, and what I've learned from like amazing teachers and like from Bible college and I'm still in Bible college and stuff like that. And, um, but with that, like, like I said, like take the scriptures, go look it up for yourself. A most amazing thing ever. Um, and yeah, you can connect with me on social media, like I was just saying. Um, and you can also subscribe on YouTube as well. If you want to, you know, see more shorter type of videos um, of various different things. And so 
Having said all of that, I hope that you have a fantastic remainder of this week, wherever it is that you're at or beginning of um, the next week, if it's a Sunday for you. And just know that, you know, if you are a born again believer, if you are in Christ, like you are so incredibly blessed. You're so, so incredibly blessed. And if you want to know more about that, I highly recommend you look up what does it mean to be a born again believer? Um, And yeah, Jesus is amazing. He changes life and he does such he's just oh he's just he's just the best thing ever he's just the best thing ever so yes i'm gonna leave you with that note um, and hope you enjoy this and i'll catch you in the next episode